when I'm sick and I have no one else to turn to, then I want you to come and work with your boy. That's how we treat God. But then the stuff that we feel like that we're not willing to give up and stuff we feel like we can manage, let's just be honest. We tell God, God, you deal with this, but in this area, look, stay on over here, but you better stay from this right here. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. And you know what God is doing? He's sitting there like this saying, uh-uh, come here. <laughs> I want that. I want that right there. I want that right there. And so part of us transitioning well into a new year is for us becoming willing to do what we have never done before. And that's to obey God on stuff that we don't want to. Did you hear what I said? The first step to growth in any area of life is self-awareness. Which is to say, you ever, wasn't it, you ever heard that story about the emperor's uh, garments? Homeboy is walking through the streets naked and he didn't know it. If you don't know you got some stuff that needs to be worked out, or if you're just flat out ignoring it, then you're in trouble. The first step to change is acknowledging, I got some issues in this area. And here's what I have discovered. Can I talk to you just for a second? I'm honest with God. Now, I know going into 2013, the Lord has already laid some things on my heart and on my spirit that I need to make uh, to say an adjustment would be unfair. I need to change. And so what he's like saying to me is, yeah, I need you to do that. I need you to walk away from that. I need you to shift that. I need you to change that. I need you to do this. So what I'm learning how to do now is tell God, God, I don't want to. I'm honest, I'm, I'm honest enough to admit it. I, I, I encourage you right now to be honest with God. Do not tell him yes, and you have, and you have every intention of, do, of not doing it. Anybody hearing me today? Is there anybody in here that has been told by God to do something, and you don't want to do it? If you are here, let me just see you wave your hands if you're here. Okay, can I tell you something? Tell him I don't want to do it. Tell him that. I am honest with you, God. I don't want to do this. Listen, I don't feel like I can do it. I don't feel that I should do it. Really, I don't think I can do this. It's better to talk openly and honestly with God about your real intentions than to come down the aisle for the appeal with tears and to, you know, laugh at stuff that's not funny and shake folks' hand that you don't like. And it's better to tell God, here I am. This is what you're dealing with. Help your boy out. I, I, I have a feeling that what you're asking me to do is for my good because you asked me to do it. Come on in here. If God asks you to do it, then we ought to assume that if he asks you to do it, he's asking you for your good. Would you say amen? So 
I get that part. What I don't get is actually doing it. And I don't see myself doing it because I've never done it. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stuff in your life where God has asked you, I want you to do this. I want you to give me this. I want you to stop doing this. I want you to make a change here. I want you to go there. And, and for years, you have said no. That is what we talked about this time. Now, I want to tell you what is going to have to change in us in order for us to be able to do the hard stuff. Somebody shout hard stuff. <laughs> mm. The hard stuff uh, in the scriptures. Uh, there was a time Jesus said, he said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, yada, 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 yada. And the disciples, the Bible said that they all, that, that 90% of the disciples left him. And this is what they said. They said, this is a hard saying. <laughs> Let's be honest. God asks us to do stuff that goes against what we want to do. Let's just be honest. Let's call a spade a spade. We are selfish, self-centered, uh, self-fulfilled. We're full of self, and generally when God comes at me, oh my God, thank you, Jesus, he is coming to deal with self. If you have killed him, uh, come talk to me. But mine is like Freddy, Freddy Cougar. Mine is like Jason. Only 80s and 90s folk know what I'm talking about there. There was an old movie back in the day, it was a horror film, and man, they kill Jason. He would attack people. They would kill him. And then I think it's like Jason 13. I mean, it's like we're on 13 now. He keeps coming back. I don't know about you, but that's how this old man is in me. The minute you don't kill him one time. That's why I don't understand why people talk about how they got saved. Here. I got to get saved every day. I don't care what your theology is. I've got to get delivered every moment. I need the blood of Jesus every hour, every second, because that old man climbs up out of the grave just like Jason, and he's trying to take me out. And if I don't put a knife in his hand and kill that boy, he's going to killed or be killed. So let's just be honest here. Why not? It's almost 2013. Our problem all year long has been self. Come on, talk to your boy in here. Is that not shouting material right there? Just admitting that. Can we at least admit that? That our problem all year long has been self. And if you do not come to a realization that you are in the way of your own progress and blessing and that it's really the self issue. Ain't nobody else. Nobody's problem. Ain't husband. Ain't wife. Let's talk today. Our issue is ourselves. It is our selfish nature. It is wanting to have our way. It is wanting to be comfortable. It's wanting not to change. It's wanting to be me and not anybody infringe on my meanness. And God says, I'm coming for it. You have got to change. I want everything. This is where church fails us. What I am telling you right now, you cannot get in a worship service. I cannot preach this in you. The musicians will not play this one out. There is nothing that can happen in here to change what I am talking about today. Self is not crucified in church. 
Self is crucified in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in your bedroom, in your prayer closet, on your job, when you get up. Come on in here. You killing that bad boy. Everywhere. Here is how we do it. Don't worry. I got one point today. I want to go backwards to go forward. I want to talk about Daniel for a split second and show you why he moved, as I said in the first service, to the next level. Let me ask you a question. How many of you want to go to the next level in God? Whatever that is. Where is it? I don't know what it is. I do. I mean, I want to go there. In other words, I guess what people are saying is they want to grow, right? Is that what that means? We want to grow. If we're stuck where we are, we want to take the next step. We're tired. We're sick and tired. We're, we're, we're dumb tired. We're ridiculously tired. We're fed up. Anybody there yet? You got no peace where you are. You want to go to that next move. Here is how it happens. All right. Daniel 6 verse 1. The Bible says it pleased Darius, he is the emperor, the king of Babylon, to a point that Daniel now is 80, 80 some odd years old. He's an old man. It pleased Darius to appoint 120 satraps to rule. A satrap is like a governor. To rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them. So look at this. Daniel's in Babylon. Their hierarchical structure or government was this. The emperor, the administrators, the governors. You got that? Watch what the scripture says. It says the satraps, uh, it, says, it says with three administrators over them, one who was Daniel. Daniel was the man. Now we saw this morning a rich young ruler He was wealthy, he was young, he had money. Now, we're looking at Daniel. People don't look at Daniel like this. Daniel was powerful. Your boy had money. Don't don't spiritualize him. If Daniel was second in command in Babylon, your boy was paid. Your boy had power. Come on in here, somebody. He was the man. And he was a Christian. Watch this. The Bible says... The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. All right, so check this out. (laughs) The Bible says that in those days you had Darius, who was the emperor, right? Below Darius, there are administrators, one of which was Daniel. Under them were governors that were located all throughout the province or the region of Babylon. And the Bible says that Darius was a wise man. He says, I got to put some governors in between. I got to put some administrators in between these governors because I'm not trying to suffer any loss. In other words, I can't trust them. Watch, watch where I'm going here. The Bible says in verse three. Now, Daniel, somebody shout Daniel. One point today, y'all. Watch this. Now, Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators. At 80. Your boy is still on his game. Oh, I love it, man. He ain't thinking about retirement. They better push him out. Your boy, Daniel, is 80 years old. He is in the highest levels 
of Babylonian government. Now, understand this now. In our day, you know, you got America's a superpower, China's a superpower. In those days, it was one superpower. Okay? Understand this. So your boy Daniel is the second most powerful man in the world. Believe that. When your boy Daniel got up in the morning, he didn't get, he didn't get on no, no, no donkey by himself. He had an entourage. He had secret service. People listened to what he said. They kept, oh, come on, your boy, your boy Daniel was a man of power and of position. He was much like the rich young ruler that we talked about before. He had power. He had position. He was a little older. But yet there was a di- there's a difference between Daniel and the rich young ruler. And I'm going to tell you what it is. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, thank you for this word. The rich young ruler was convicted by God that change had to take place in his life. He ran to God, humbled himself before God, and he said to God, God, what must I do to be saved? God said to him, get rid of everything, and he would not. The difference between Daniel and the rich young ruler is Daniel was not caught up in what he had. That's right. (laughs) Daniel would be willing to give up whatever he had, Fred, even if it cost him his life. Can I show you? Watch. The Bible says, what verse am I on? Yeah, now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators, Rodandrich, and the satraps. Now, now, any King James Version Bibles in here? What does it say? How did, what does your Bible say? Read it, read it, Kashem. Then this Daniel was preferred above the president and the princess. Because an excellent spirit was in him. I like the King James Version on this. My Bible says this. My Bible, I'll read, I'll read it again. Bible says, okay, so get this now. You got 120 men of power. Over those men of power, you got four. And of the four, Daniel was one. And out of the four, Daniel was the most powerful. So when he, when he called in the four big shots of Babylon, Daniel was sharing the meeting. When Darius was trying to figure out what to do about the surplus and about the economic move and about the fiscal cliff and about the, the Republicans or, or the Democrats or whoever he was, Darius said, Daniel, let's talk about this for a minute. Daniel was his go-to man. Now watch this. Now, <laughs> how much higher can you go when you're already that high? Oh, come on, pray with your boy. How much, some of y'all don't know if you can stand any more blessings from God right now. I can tell you something. Wherever you are right now, there is more to it. Some of y'all gotten caught up on that little stuff that you're dealing with right now, the little blessings. There is more to your job. There is more to your marriage. There is more to that little car in your garage. There's more to that little house in your garage. There's more. There's more to your little title and your little letter behind. There's more. I thank God that he is, he has an endless supply of blessings. I thank God that he does not run out based on my idea of what it is to be successful. God cannot be contained by success. There is no such thing as success in God. God says, I look at success and I laugh at it because I'm God and success means nothing to me. I have more blessings than you can think of. I've got more miracles than you can pray for. As a matter of fact, my favorite verse in the Bible, Ephesians 3 and 20 says this. The Bible says that he will do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond what you can ever ask. I can't even pray for what God wants to do in my life because it's too much for me to even consider. 
You can't even pray for where God's trying to take you because you can't even see where you're going. God says, I got, what are you talking about, success? I got more. Don't get comfortable in that little stuff you got going on. Get comfortable in where I'm taking you. Now, Kashim, the Bible you read said that Daniel was elevated. Somebody shout elevated. Promoted. Position, favored. Hand-picked Navy man. You understand this? Politi- you got a politic in those arenas. Daniel wasn't politicking. He wasn't brown-nosing. He was wise. Come on in here, somebody. Some of y'all, some of y'all in the name of not politicking and brown nose, they just run over people. But you, but you better know that Daniel know how, to, know how to treat folk. Some of you got enemies for no reason. I ain't going to kiss nobody, but we're not asking you to do that. Just be nice. Ain't nobody telling you to sell your soul to the devil. We're just telling you to be kind to people. Learn how to talk to folk. I'm sorry. I don't know how I got on that. Now, the Bible that he read says that Daniel was promoted. My Bible says because he had an ex- exceptional qualities. But his Bible says because he had an excellent spirit. That's all I want to talk about. The difference between the rich young ruler and Daniel was an excellent spirit. Uh, don't mess with the screen right now. Don't worry about it. Um, let's deal with those two words. First of all, the Bible says that Darius said, mm, good brother, like him, powerful, wise. He looks the part, take him. Hard worker, loyal. But I can't trust him. Can't trust him either. He's got a bad attitude. He brings my mood down. Don't need him. He's so negative. He calls it pessimism, but I can't, have, I can't vision with him. Don't want him. He is a flat-out liar. And this one right here, if he will talk about other people to me, then he will, this, this is what's going through the king's mind. Can, can, can I just get, now we, we, we obviously do not feel this way about these gentlemen here, would you say amen? Amen. 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 <laughs> just roll with your boy for a minute. Now he, he, he's, I notice he's always talking about other people to me. Hmm. That means he'll talk about me. So I can't suffer loss here. I need a man of character. Oh, 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 I'm about to help somebody right now. He did not select Daniel, the Bible says, because of his education. He did not select Daniel because of his education. He did not accept Daniel because of his qualifications. He did not accept Daniel because Daniel had been working there longer than anybody else. It wasn't tenure. The Bible says that Daniel was preferred because he had an excellent spirit. Oh, man. This is the difference between his his mindset. His mindset was different. 
This ain't in the Bible, but I'm just going to go here. You just didn't find Daniel in a lot of mess. That's right. I'm talking to somebody today. That's right. Daniel was not messy. That's right. That's right. Daniel was not messy. I don't care who you are. In the church, out of church, people don't want to be around messy people. Unless you're a mess. Daniel did not stir up discord and trouble amongst the brethren. I, can we, is it safe to say this? The king says, this guy has just an excellent spirit about him. He has a, there is an aura about him, number one, that is excellent. In other words, everything that Daniel did, Daniel did with excellence, which is to say he gave it his best because when he did what he did, he did not do it unto Darius. He did not do it unto men, but he did whatever he did as if he was in the very presence of God. There are Christians going into 2013 that's trifling. You don't study. And then you're going to pray and ask the Lord to work some kind of miracle from heaven to pour down wisdom and knowledge out there in the ethereal mist to, to help you to pass. You have not studied. You're not prepared for the moment. Understand now, Daniel was not just spiritual. Daniel was also prepared for the moment. He did go to school. He did know his craft. He was skillful in what he did. But it's not, understand, some of us think we're going to get by just on our skill set and we don't have no talent. We don't have no, we don't have any character. Listen, there are some Christians that are locked in where they are because their attitude stinks. <laughs> I'll try to find a theological way to say that. You, you are destroying your own success because of how you think. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Daniel had an excellent spirit. I, one of the things I'm, I'm, that's bothering me about the body of Christ is the negativeness that many of us have, not just about other people, forget that, about yourself. I can't do it. I tried before. And if they do it, I mean, there's just folks in my way. And I, I got haters. Every, oh, I'm tired of y'all talking about haters. <laughs> you ain't no star. Like you got, like you got all, like this, uh, like a, uh, like paparazzi around just trying to take you down. Then who you think you are? It's just haters everywhere. They coming from every direction. Everywhere I turn, people are after me. That spirit of paranoia is not an excellent spirit. Some of us are faithless. If we cannot see it, we don't want it. I see Daniel this way. When Daniel was in the meeting and Darius says, I think that we can, I think we can conquer the whole other side of China. Daniel did not say, well, well, Darius, you know, you were trying that before. And last time we went in there, we got killed and we got robbed and they took our women and our children. I mean, Daniel said, listen, consider this. Can we look at it this way? Can we look at it that way? But either way, king, I serve a God that is able to provide whatever we need. Let's pray on this king. I see Daniel being an influence and not being influenced. See, that's what men of power like. 
One of the reasons why many of us have not been moved to the next level, either on our jobs, in our relationships, in the things that we're going through in life, is because people don't like being around you. This is the last sermon of the year. I have to be honest. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, she knows it's coming. Listen, I had to change some stuff about the way I husband. That's right. Look, I can come up in here and just, oh, Pastor, God bless you. A powerful message. God bless you. And then, and then Negro get home. Wife asked me to do something. I got an attitude. And then now I'm seeing my kids stomp when they, when they do something. And it hit me. Them Negroes got that from you. Some of us live with miserable people. Uh, here, here's what it is. Darius just like being around Daniel because Daniel had something in him that was attractive to the world. Uh-huh. We are always saying that worldly people, uh, yeah, they just don't want what we have. See, they don't want this old straight message that we preach and, and, and we live in holy and them folks, they don't want to live right. And see, so you know how some of us are. We have isolated all of our family members. All of our family, some of our families think we weird. Some of our family members think we, uh, we worship a hell-bop comet. Some of us think we are a cult. We play into that. We play into that by the crazy stuff we say and the crazy stuff that we do. I'm going to tell you right now, it is human nature for people to want to be around likable people. <laughs> Some of us need a likable spirit. Say it, Pastor. I'm preaching to myself. Daniel, listen, this is not rocket science. Daniel was moved because he was a good dude. Is there anything else in the word that I'm not seeing, Fred? Is is there something in the Hebrew? Please tell me. The Bible says that that Darius said, I'm going to move him from here to here because this guy has something in him that I like. I want him around me. I want him in the meetings. And we know what it was. Can I tell you what it was? It was the Holy Ghost. That's what it was. It was the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost, my sister, was all up in Daniel. And when the Holy Ghost is in you, he will give you peace and joy and love and self-control. You won't say something foolish when you want to say it because Daniel was being controlled, not by Darius. Daniel was being controlled and possessed by the Holy Ghost. So let me tell you what happened. I love how the Bible sets things up. The Bible talks about Daniel. Oh, he's excellent. He's this guy. Then the test comes. Can I fast forward? I don't have time to read it. Well, you know, when you get moved up. (laughs) Uh, Listen, by the way, let me just throw this out here to you now. Y'all remember this going to 2013. I'm going to tell you who your true friends are. You ready for this? I'm about to tell you right now how you can find out who true friends are. You ready for this? I found this out. Your true friends are not those individuals who are there for you when things go wrong. That don't mean nothing. Your enemies love to be there when something goes wrong. And they will come and, oh, 
I'm so sorry. It's such a shame what has happened to you. It hurts me to the very core of my being that this has happened to you. I prayed for it. Really? Your true friends are those that can celebrate and push you to do what is right and go to the next level. But we don't want folk in our lives who check us and who push us. So here it is. Emails have gone out. <laughs> Listen, if I, if I do this too long, I'm going to preach longer than I intended. So I'm going I'm to get to it because I love, I, love, I love this part. So the emails have gone out. Text messages have been sent. <laughs> Folks have tweeted. Daniel, promoted to second in command in all of Babylon. There will be a special uh, <laughs> inaugural service for his, new, for his new promotion on such and such a day. And folks are getting the tweets and the emails and, oh, uh-huh. Yeah, I always knew something was up with Daniel and Darius. Hmm. That old brown nosy. Trying to be spiritual all the time. Ain't nobody fooled by that spiritual stuff running around here talking about let's pray all the time and up in his room praying and all that. Ain't nobody fooled by that. And then, you know, we spiritualize too. It's not what you, it's not how you pray, it's what you do. (laughs) And so they just got, you know, the longer you have those conversations, eventually, you're just going to, me and my friends say we get low. You are eventually just going to get so far to the bottom that you're going to start, you're going to start conniving and doing things that you had no intention of doing just because you were in that spirit and in that atmosphere. Them dudes went from critiquing to now planning homicide. They said, this is what we're going to do. We'll get his butt. Y'all know that boy loved to pray. His old fake self. Let's, 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 let's get this king because y'all know he's dumb dumb as a doorknob. <laughs> We're going to set up this thing because he loved to be worshipped and praised. Now these are the same folk that have been worshipping and praising him all along, but now that he ain't done what they want him to do, you know, yeah. he's their enemies now. So y'all know the setup. They said, listen, we're going to catch him praying. And when we catch the boy praying, we're going to set this edict up with the king. And uh, if he's praying to another god and not praying to the king, we're going to throw his butt in the lion's den. Fast forward. You know what happened, right? Y'all know what happened, right? It worked. The king fell for it. The Bible says that he did fall for it because the night before Daniel, the night that Daniel was being thrown into the den of lions, the king was like, oh my God, they got me. They got me. And some of y'all have been got. Now I'm going to preach. There are some of us, how should I say this? We allow people to control our minds. And create discord in the body, in people's families, because we're weak-minded. That bothers me. One of the things the Lord has called us to in 2013 is for real unity. 
Holy Spirit can't even dwell where there is discord. He cannot even live in it. But there are some of us who just give our will to other people. Your boy Darius got schooled by these guys. Next day he says this. He said, okay. Ain't nothing I can do about it. It's been done. I just hope that the God he has always talked about will deliver him. Did he? No. Did Daniel's God step up for him? I want to suggest to us, I don't got time to talk about the lions. Daniel's butt would have got killed if Daniel did not have an excellent spirit. Daniel's the lions cannot kill an excellent spirit. That's right. Mm. It wasn't just the angels that shut the lions' mouths. It was Daniel's faith that kept the lions' mouths shut. An angel didn't even have to show up in the room. But the enemy can't touch God's people when they're doing God's work in God's way in the right spirit. I'm done. Do you need an attitude adjustment going into 2013? That's it. That's it. That's all I got. I'm, the Bible I study tells me that this right here, this is our problem. I want a renewed mind. Who do you listen to most of the time? What voice is dominant in your spirit? Who are you mad at you need to let go of? Who hurt you that you have been holding on to for years? What thing have you done that you can't forgive yourself over? What distracting idea has so consumed your thoughts that you are paralyzed to really serve God in the way that you should? You need an excellent spirit. That's none other than the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven right now.